I told you, the vampires are coming to attack. Wait, that wasn't just a hysteria spewing. Well, I hope that plan's enough, because they seem really intent on just murdering everybody. You may underestimate what the people of this town are willing to do for their safety. What do you mean, crazy and collecting? We all collect our legendary heroes to find a legendary artifact in order to beat this game. Don't you know the rules? Is there anything imperative that we need to know before we go in there? Oh, there are two more players there in addition to Greg. What do you mean by players? Control my emotions or something? You must be able to psychologically accept yourself and your inner being. There is a beast within all of us. Hello and welcome, foundlings. Finally back to the second com- second coming, third cut. Co- what, 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 how, how many times? Fourth? This is the fourth season, so very long hiatus. We had a mid-season finale. We did have a whole mid-season finale. we had finale. a mid-season finale. We actually did. We did. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it wasn't we, very we, final because we're still here. We never have those. That's why it's the mid-season finale. I'm so proud of us. I know. It, it was really well-timed. Yeah, that was, dear, you're welcome that I wrote it like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you totally yeah. did that intentionally. I oh, kind yeah. of did. G- good job, GM. <laughs> Hi, foundlings, and welcome back to the SAO Odd Campaign. It has been far too long of a hiatus, and we are so glad that we once again get to produce this show for you. I am Quentin, your GM here, and I am joined by my currently two lovely players. Hello. I'm a lovely player. I am also a lovely player, yes. so I'm told. That, yeah. That's the two halves right yeah. there. Oh, I guess you also want us to, like, introduce what the heck is going on. Well, hello. Uh, this is uh, Emily, and I have been playing Odette for a while. I have also played in the past Snow, but also Snow has had some issues, but she might be, like, here. Who knows? Who knows? Subscribe to our Patreon to get exclusive content. And I'm RL, and I play Greg. Well, he might be a little bit timid, but he's starting to um, maybe get a backbone or something. Also, might have our not-so-favorite-favorite character returning, Zano, but we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Wow, you just ruined the surprise oh, for them. It's going to be a, de- a cold open where we pander <gasps> and everyone's like, whoa, that person from three seasons ago. Well, I guess we're going to do it this well, way no, then. man, just edit that Let's out. Just cut, cut cold that cold audio. Edit. That's the magic of post-editing. I play Greg. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yep. Nothing, do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Oh, wow, we're really good at this. We're so professional. It's been a few months. 
Oh, did you want us to say anything No, else? we're fine. Okay. I, guess, I guess this is where we live now. All right, Indiana, you have to cold open us. Ready? And go. Uh, after much struggle and strife and conflict between the Rimadol vampires and the Lunkin werewolves, it has finally been resolved. Though, in, for some, in a less than satisfactory manner. Lines were drawn. Sides were chosen. But once the backbone of the werewolf resistance was slain, the remaining forces surrendered. Lacking the leadership, guidance, and power that Mayor Lupo Vasile represented, the Lunkin people willingly submitted to the superior force, choosing to continue living in cooperation instead of dying in resistance. Heat is here where we pick up with the rest of our party and my master Odette. Thank you for allowing me to read these notes, and I am not responsible for any of the events that follow. Oh, I wanted Jerry to read some of them too. Meh. Good job. I just like that that uh, Indiana is canonically now breaking the fourth wall. Thank you. As mentioned by the Golden Pseudo-Dragon, we currently find ourselves picking up with the party in the aftermath of the Loonkin Resistance. The party has found themselves having returned to Castle Rimadolf to stay the night. And it is now the next morning when they were informed the Majesty would see them. I'm not quite sure I should be here. I'm a little bit afraid I'm going to be put in prison again. Odette is walking over and she's helping Greg adjust his clothes because he seems to be disheveled. Greg smacks her hands away. (sighs) I don't need any help from you. (sighs) Greg, you are a complete mess. Look at your hair. You have a cow lick. I don't know of any cows. (sighs) Oh, it's a goat lick. It was was, was Jerry. Okay. I appreciate the pun, Odette, um, but I I think I'm just... I knew the mayor. I, I knew that man. Our tea in his little weird cabin thing. And now he's dead. I understand that this is some sort of game to you. But that person was real. Those people in that village, they're real. They have lives. They have children. People who they want to protect. See, si, senor, I understand. And I don't... I don't even... I don't try to... She's looking around, patting herself down for a tissue. Uh. He's he's sobby, and, and then he picks up Jerry and goes. <laughs> using him as a tissue. Why? It's better than, than them getting turned into seagrass, which was the alternative. Why would that ever be an alternative? I, I don't know. know. It was just on the table at some point. Don't know whose idea that was. Uh, oh, Grundle, you should sometimes look in the mirror. You would find many answers there. Greg tries to stiff up her lip, as they say, and adjust himself and compose himself. And as you are all getting ready in this collective room, you hear a knock on the door. But who is it? And then it opens. And you see none other than Dorian. Mr. Dorian, sir? Hello. Good morning. Standing before you is the tall and broad-shouldered hand of the queen, an elderly-looking gentleman with slicked-back gray and white hair. He has a well-kempt beard, and he speaks with a deep voice. The queen is now ready to see you all. But am I ready to see the queen? Greg says, staring at his hands. Odette pats Greg on the back. You've got this. I believe in you. Somehow. It is a miracle. But beside that, I think you'll be fine. And you did a good job, whatever you were doing last night. Fret not, your audience will be brief. And the rest of the proceedings... 
will be handled by myself. This is but merely a formality. I just, I have one question. Am I in trouble? Again? <laughs> if you were in trouble, your punishment would have already been decided. And I can gladly say no such decision has been made. Oh, okay. Phew, that is a good thing. I did try to be diplomatic, I promise. We are very understanding and appreciative of the extra hands. Though unorthodox the measures, they were still effective enough in aiding us. More so than anything we could have done. You all have saved countless lives, whether or not it feels like it. Greg kind of gives a funky look to that, as if he feels like nobody's lives were saved. Many people died. He kind of, he doesn't say anything, but he takes that statement with a bit of grit. Dorian takes a step back from the door and gestures outward into the hall as if it is time for you all to make your way down to the Great Hall. Have an audience with the Queen. Greg will pick up Jerry, brush off whatever unknown mucus is currently on him, and Trissy. Of dead? Looks at us. Yeah, he's, he's standing there, quietly as ever. She adjusts his hair to the right angle, just like the perfect, like, just fixes it up a little bit and then pushes him in front of her. All right, legendary hero, make yourself presentable. What you ended up doing is you ended up like, he had like one strand that was dangling and you tried to push it with the rest and then you decided, no, that didn't look right. And you just decided to put it back where it was. Mm -hmm, exactly. I did that. And all of you, led by Dorian, make your way down the hall of the second floor, down the long spiral staircase, till you are once again at the familiar site of the Great Hall of the Queen. The large, cavernous hall, supported by massive, tall-reaching pillars from floor to ceiling, each one with the banner of the House of Rimadolv affixed to them. Large sconces and braziers light the way all the way up to the footstep of the Queen where she sits upon a massive golden throne, a platform of stairs above all the rest of her audience. You walk down the long red carpet with gold trim until you are stopped right before the steps. And Dorian makes introductions. Your Majesty, here before you stand the adventurers which we outsourced. I am well aware of who stands before me. Thank you, Dorian. And she kind of waves him off. Wow. That's a first. She's in a mood. Aside from the pleasantries, here sits before you your reward. Please take it and go. Return and inform me, if you would, at the very least, as one last act of service to me when my duchess arrives. Here before you lays your treasure in part with your pardon. And before you, you do see, in as the guard have lined you up, the four of you standing shoulder to shoulder, there is a large chest. Is it one chest for each, each of us? Each person, yep. For each of us? There's there's four of you. There's Odette, S, Grundle, and Greg. Greg looks at the treasure chest before him, and he feels a sort of bittersweet feeling inside of him as he, he thinks to himself and his time in Lunka, all the people he met, Marcilla, the little girl her family, her mom's fresh-baked pies, and he feels a sort of weighing guilt down on him that this is his reward for betraying them. This is what he gets. All of that for a little treasure chest. 
and Greg is just kind of staring at it. Odette walks straight up. She opens the lid. If there is no sound effect, she goes... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I was going to make a... Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, she does it at the same time as that. Oh, yeah, it's perfectly in tune. You're used to this. It's like this... the contrast of, of this... The, the attitude to the left of her and what she's experiencing right now is pure joy and excitement over what potential treasures there might be. Perhaps a legendary artifact. Perhaps another legendary artifact. Perhaps gold you know that's also useful greg walks up to the treasure chest and before opening it he looks at the queen who says i thank you for your generous gifts he struggles to keep an even tone your neutral tone betrays the words which you speak and your message is still heard as your eyes lock with that of the queen you see also she has a disdainful look in her eyes, as if she does not quite trust you. And again, this is all a formality. Greg opens the treasure chest in front of it. Now feel free, this is me the GM speaking, feel free to trade the items which you receive with one another if you yourself are not pleased with them. However, comma, I did try and assign ones to people who I thought would appreciate them. Opening up these treasure chests, they are no small and trivial matter. You can tell that each of you have received around about 50 pounds of gold. You're making me do math. Yeah, I am making you do math. I hate you. Yeah. I'll just say 50 bars, because a bar is usually a pound each. Yep, so it'll be 50 bars of gold, each one being one pound, and then you're going to have to smelt that to redistribute. Odette looks at her carrying capacity in-game. Well, it is a good thing the bank is willing to take all of these almost immediately. She just starts, like, moving them into her digital inventory. As well, there seems to be a small pouch of assorted blood rubies of various sizes. And each of you has received a magical item. How many blood rubies worth? Because you said various. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It would probably be worth a thousand gold worth of blood rubies. To you, my champions, I bestow upon 50 pounds of gold, an assortment of blood rubies, and items from the crown's personal collection. Odette! You see in yours that there is a small bronze statue of a griffin. A bronze statue of a griffin? I love griffins. Greg, in yours, you see a silver ring which seems to have an almost translucent band around the edges and a blue gemstone in the center silver mm-hmm. mm, i'm not gonna touch it right now oh wait that's a good point <laughs> somebody still cursed with lock it through that's funny i didn't even think about that when i i get i wait let me double check just imagine greg reaches in you just see a sizzle ah dang um uh, and if anyone wants to know what the other two people got, you can roll a perception check. Sure. Oh, wait, no, you don't really need to. Sure, I won't roll Yeah, no, perception. no, you're fine. Cause, well, one of your friends won't be saying anything. Meanwhile, the other one would be. One of them is very quiet and one of them is very loud. Greg looks to S to see what's in his treasure chest. I rolled a 28. Uh, you can roll a perception check if you want to check one S. Meanwhile, as you are all glaring over at S, you are favored among the party, uh, attempting to see what he got out of his treasure chest. Wait, so we, um, all, we all just, like, turn instinctually to, to see? S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, no one's paying any attention to Grundle, but you do overhear, Ah, 
Ah, yes, your majesty, just what I needed, a black handkerchief. I am so grateful. Is that going into your sock drawer? It's it's a 36 in my perception, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. buddy. Both of you are able to very clearly see this black steel mace, which seems to be almost as dark as the night itself. And it seems to almost absorb the light around it from the room. Mm, I don't like that. Why? That's scary. What do you mean? It casts greater darkness. If you need any assistance, my queen's guard will be more than happy to distribute and relocate your reward anywhere of your choosing. That is all for now. And she kind of just shoes everyone away. Odette quickly curtsies, seeing that the queen seems to be annoyed by our presence. Grundle just pockets his black handkerchief. Greg takes the, the chest and... What's your carrying capacity? It's heavy. I have a lot of strength. And I also have a bag of holding. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's very good that I didn't give you what I gave Grundle. Scary. Anyway. I'm scared. What the heck did you do? What, what? did you give Grundle? The word, uh, is this something he shouldn't have? Um, no, it's just something that does not play well, does not play very nice with bags of holding. Odette pockets as she's like walking out. She definitely grabs hold of the griffin, putting it in her inventory to examine later. I don't know how much of the stuff she was able to like inventory wise at this point, but yeah. You're able to get like 20 gold bars and the pouch of rubies shoved into your inventory. She's handing Indiana them as like she's backing it, like whatever she had left in her hands to Indiana. I can't carry all of this. You're a pseudo dragon. I thought you needed a hoard. I mean, yes, this would make a great collection, but I don't have anywhere to put it right now. Isn't this how you become a dragon? I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. Having a horde is kind of important. I mean, that is like step one to being a dragon, but I also feel like size, the ability to actually breathe fire on your own, being able to consume people and break through their armor is very important. We'll get you there someday, Indiana. But for now, you are a pseudo-dragon. I'm pretty sure that that is very much in, like entirely based on you and putting your class ranks and abilities in the correct things. Don't put this on me. You are the pseudo-dragon. It's not, not like I'm just going to miraculously have a growth spurt one day. She leers at him. You could, Indiana. And she creepily is just like backing away at this point as she says this ominous statement. You could. As you are all walking away from the throne with your various rewards, some, no, everyone's trying to lug off their chest. Grundle's kind of, like, dragging it. So both you and Grundle are, like, trying, like, you, you're doing, like, the two-handed, like, walking backwards shimmy. Grundle's, like, trying to lug it behind him with one hand. S also just has it just on his shoulder, carrying it with one hand, and you just see Greg carrying it in both hands, kind of somberly looking down as he feels a hand on his shoulder. I quickly turn around to see whose hand is upon my shoulder. You turn to see none other than Dorian as you are walking out and exiting the Great Hall. Can, can I help you? No, but hopefully I can help you. Not every accomplishment always feels like a victory, but no nonetheless, no matter the heartache, you did save lives. It just may not be the lives you would have chosen. I'm going to be quite honest. I'm very emotionally unstable right now, and I'm not, quite, I'm not quite sure how to respond to you. I know out of everyone, this has been the hardest on you. If there is anything ever that I can do for you, just write to the Queen's hand. 
And I will make sure I can do what is in my capabilities. There is one thing. I don't want to be a werewolf anymore. I, I feel like it puts Jerry's life at risk. Um, and I, I kind of learned to control it, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, it's just a risk. It's also a lot of hair. I get very messy and I, and now I have to repair some of my equipment, and my clothes, my nice pajamas. This is certainly something we can accomplish, but it would not be easy. But if it is what you wish, and it is the path you choose, it is one we can embark on together. Greg looks at Dorian. How, do, how is Dorian looking at Greg? He looks at you with a somber, knowing expression, as if he too is a man who has lost something which he held dear, and he is trying to force a faint smile. Well, I might be free. I might take you up on that. If ever you do decide, grab any of the Queen's Guard or send a letter to the castle, address to me, and I will make the necessary arrangements. Greg looks to its compatriots. What are they doing? <laughs> They're lugging off their loot like happy larks. Oh, this is so epic. Not a worry in the world. Uh, Indiana, you have gained at least 50 pounds here. Oh, Not a worry, God. that is, except for dragging off their loot, which seems to be rather troublesome. Which, at some point, after you have scrunched up the carpet in multiple locations, a member of the Queen's Guard comes up and picks the chest up for you and is now following you instead. Oh, look at that. This is the best room service I've ever had. Greg looks back to Dorian and puts his hand on Dorian's shoulder just as Dorian did to him and says, You know what? No need. I think you got yourself a deal. He feels as if somebody finally emotionally understood him. In this world, where he feels like his emotions and his feelings have kind of been trampled over a little bit. Mm. Someone who's finally shown a little bit of sympathetic nature. And with this, everyone has received their reward. Though it may not have been the one they wanted. It may be the one they needed. Everyone having gone their various ways with their various treasures. Some taking different paths than others. Time has passed. A lot of time, actually. Around about two months goes by in the blink of an eye. Until one day, you all get a very curious message. It seems to be coming from the guild. It's addressed by none other than, as put in his title, Snow's right-hand man, Wilson. Oh, uh, hey guys, great news. We found Snow and we're coming back to the guild hall, so everyone get ready because I want to throw her a surprise party. Who the heck is Snow? Oh, that is very incredulous, confused. Oh, by the way, I just realized that Snow would absolutely see that message. Yeah. Because it was posted in the group, the guild oh, one, so God. I figured she would respond. <laughs> be like, Wilson, if you're trying to throw me a surprise party, maybe don't put it in public chat. Oh, thanks for saying that for me. Yeah, it would probably be something that's... Yeah. Ooh, language, English. Uh, Wilson, uh, generally... If you're trying to throw a surprise party of any kind, you don't want the person you're throwing it for in the group chat. Also, please don't do this. Dang it! Well, you still don't know when and where. You mean in the guild hall? So you think. It looks like she's typing out this really long message in response to you to see like those little dots. But then she just sends a narrow-eyed emoji face. Does does Greg get this message? Yes, you're, you're seeing all of these and you have no idea who any of these people are. This is probably the most active the chat has been in months. 
I will also say at this point um, that your character would have been cured from the lycanthropy. It only took uh, a few weeks. You had to go through some like rehabilitation. You went to... Um, did Greg become buddies with Dorian? You did. You had a great bonding session with Dorian uh, over a lot of excruciating pain as you did eventually have the werewolf curse removed from you at a mystical place referred to only as the High Tower, a monastery high up in the hills uh, of the Rimadaldian Mountains. So yeah, then there's a new group message. Doodle. All right, guys, so here's the plan, right? Snow doesn't know we have a new barracks yet, so everyone better be there, and we're going to have a whole big banquet and spread. There's going to be cake, and it's going to be a surprise party, so everyone make sure when she comes in to yell surprise. Where is this happening? At the guild hall, at the barracks. I just said that. Uh, I, ugh, you better I... be there, person I've never met before. He's so pushy. Does anybody else understand what is going on? Greg messages in chat. Even me? Yes, even you, whoever you are. It, uh, it, it This is the point, is we're all here to celebrate our leader. <coughs> Not Dragon, who is coming back. Wilson, you know I'm still in this group chat, right? Damn it! Who invited this guy? You did. Greg thinks to himself, well, I hope Draken isn't too pouty about his position being uh, refilled. Greg has not been staying at the guild hall. No, he hasn't. Greg has been staying in his little dad den. Very nice. A good while's way in the woods. Okay, fair enough. Sounds like a classic case of brunting. Many a man who has gone through a traumatic life experience have done so. And he occasionally visits the castle to visit Dorian. Catch up. All right. Uh, would Odette be in attendance with us? Odette is very confused. Who is this Wilson? What, what, what the, the snow, the Wilson... Wait, who, who, are, who are you people? Are you messaging that in the group chat? Oh, 100%. Uh, hi, new person. Um, We're the original members of the guild. I'm Wilson. And Snow is your guild leader. And we're throwing a big party to celebrate us coming back. And you're going to be there. Seems kind of exclusionary, but all right. It's exclusion. We're inviting everyone. The, the pointedness of the original. Hmm. Make the dragon should stay as the leader. There are a lot of enthusiastic responses from individuals like Galahand, Crystal, and Grog, who are all ecstatic to hear that Snow is finally returning. And everyone says that they will be there. And eventually, as the time narrows ever sooner, everyone is primed in their positions, hidden in the new barracks. Someone is more hidden than others. Oh, that's true. Odette is standing in the middle of the room, still very confused. Uh, hey, um, you're kind of standing in the middle of the room. Uh, can you you move to the side? I mean, I guess it would be surprising if she walked in and you were standing is, right there. It but... is also a surprise for me. I am still not sure. You, you Why find... are we surprising her? Can, can you just, her? like, hide behind that ficus, please? There's a ficus? Yeah, right over there in the corner. So oh, my you, God. So she walks go over right... to the ficus because it's a ficus. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's a ficus. And you do see S is just, like, kind of poking it with a dagger. Adette joins them, poking it with her finger, though. Oh gosh, no, it is literally, it's like the teabagging stuff in an MMO where people are just performing the same action over and over. I just imagine you standing in the corner doing the flip flap in front of the ficus. Oh yeah, the flip flap. Flip flap. Greg is hiding in the corner with Grog. Yeah. And they're just giddily whispering about, you know, <laughs> oh, you, oh my god. It's been so long, I can't wait. Yeah. I heard his cake. I already ate one. <laughs> you already ate a whole cake? I hope you, I thought there'd be more, right? Oh, that's okay, Grog. Please tell me there's more. 
Greg gives him a sympathetic pat. And suddenly, the doors burst wide open as Wilson is giving Snow a tour. Wait, when did Wilson leave and come back? I'm so confused. He's a very magical person, okay? He had to organize all of this. Then he went to go fetch Snow once everyone was in their hiding positions. Have you never planned a surprise party before? So the, the doors burst open? The doors burst open, and you hear Wilson. He, you're waiting for his cue word, which is step right into the dining hall. That's his phrase, right? <laughs> And, and you hear her Wilson talking like unnecessarily loud for holding a conversation with someone who's standing right next to them. So yeah, uh, Snow, this is the new barracks. Why don't you step right into the dining room? I really don't want to. Um, damn it. Greg throws confetti in the air. Surprise! She hasn't even walked into the room yet, and this is kind of, like, happening. Like, right before she was about to go in, she, like, says, Oh, it would be a shame if someone were to jump out and say surprise right now. And everyone does, almost at the same time, jump out, party poppers, confetti going everywhere, little, like, horn blowers, and then as the confetti falls and everything settles, you do see Crystal jump down and it's, like, dangling from the ceiling as, like, a little pinata. Jerry, Jerry, do not eat the confetti. It's not good for you. You know it's not good for you. You can have sparkly poop for like three weeks. So welcome back, Snow. Why? It's the new barracks. Oh, cool. This is really nice, but I really don't like these kinds well, of... We wanted to throw you a party. We've got cake. We had cake. Oh, so that's what that was. Okay, so those are just the remnants of a cake. All right, well... <sighs> Fine. I'll have to deal with this. Uh, Greg wipes the frosting <laughs> off of Grog's face. No, no, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's another cake. Huzzah! It's so wonderful to see you, Snow. Hi, I'm Greg. I'm new. Oh, great. This is actually the perfect opportunity to, um, describe some things. There's a good bit different. So, Snow neither looks enthused or the same. She looks very tired like, she's missed a few nights of sleep, and her hair is a good bit longer, still curly and everything like that, but now she has it tied up, half up, half down in a ponytail, and she's sporting a darker brocaded shirt with golden patterns underneath of her blue tunic, which she has kept, and similarly, she's wearing a dark pair of leggings with tall boots and some baubles and stuff. So, so, like, in summation, she's, like, a lot more covered. Like, there's more than there was and yet less. What a great descriptive. I know. I'm really good at describing this. I don't know how, to, how else to describe this right You've now. you heard of less is more. Get ready for more, <laughs> more is, is less. less. <laughs> <laughs> the more you have, the less you see. Is, uh, is Clyde in this room as well? Uh, Clyde is in this room. He is currently standing next to Galahan and Selena. Wilson takes Snow in and starts giving you a tour of the barracks as there is a long table filled with all of your closest friends and some new faces as well. You see that there is a very loud blonde woman who's currently sitting next to a man dressed in all black, which you recognize to be S, who are currently also holding a conversation with a very short, disgruntled, middle-aged man. Off in the corner, you see Galahan, Selena, and Clyde, who are coming to approach you along with Grog and Crystal as well, as they've all joined up. Grog has his arm around an individual you don't recognize, a middle-aged man with long white hair, 
who seems to be wearing mostly deep, earthy tones. And everyone's kind of approaching you and wishes to talk, having a very joyous conversation almost all at once. And all of a sudden, you hear a bang on the dining room table as a veil of invisibility appears. And you see Zana. Hi, guys. Surprise! And she does awkward jazz hands. Tiffany and Celia are currently sitting at the table. They kind of just glare off in the direction. And Draken, who's kind of just been standing off in the corner the entire time, just face palms. You can tell Snow is very uncomfortable with the whole situation. There's too many people, and she doesn't want to deal with this right now. But luckily, she sees the opportunity to turn things over to Zana. Yes, and she's going to absolve herself of the situation. She smiles, and she says, Zana, it's really good to see you. And she walks straight to Zana, past everyone else. Zana jumps off the table and gives Snow a hug. It's good to see you, too. <laughs> she I, gives uh, her back a hug. I uh, I caught wind. There was like a little surprise party going on here. I don't know how surprising it was, but I thought I, I might give you an actual surprise. Zana, I'm so glad that you came to your surprise party. What? Zana now looks fearful. Wait. Uh, this this was her? Amazing! Surprise! Oh, and got- Grog pulls out a second party popper and pops in. <laughs> uh, who's that? Uh, uh, surprise! I wasn't aware there was supposed to be a surprise for a second person. Oh my gosh, there's more people. I am glad that I made additional clam feet stew. Why is there a ficus in this building? I've been wondering the same thing. We're focused on the wrong thing. I love it. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yes, I think we're supposed to say a surprise. Uh, a surprise. And then everyone gets a message all at once. And everyone just opens their game menu, turns away, doesn't look at anyone, just looks at their HUD. And they all just get the word, surprise. Laughter ensues. Everyone oh. bursts out laughing. There's also, like, it's just the awkward silence. Like, it's a moment of silence as everyone opens it. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they see what's happening and everyone bursts out laughing. How you been, Snow? You look, you look good. I am. Um, I want to. I'm glad to see you. Yeah. Well, it's definitely been a lot of time. Uh, how long has it been now? <laughs> you know, ma- math amount of time. Yep. A couple yep. of months, I Ma- guess. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right. Um. So, Zana, for your surprise party, why don't you give a speech? And she Me- starts backing away very slowly. Pushing Zana in front um, of everyone else. Zana grabs Snow and whispers in her ear, Oh, you're not getting out of this. You're you're not shoving this on me. Ah, the joke's on you. I can get out of this if I want to. Joke's on you. I can get out of this if I want to, too. I All have right. visibility. All right, on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. And we run away. <laughs> okay, so Snow light steps away to where no one can see her, and Zana just instantly goes invisible. We're really good at this. Everyone has a slow realization of what just transpired and a quiet moment until panic ensues and Draken is just still leaning up against the wall in the corner and just starts clapping well done everybody you managed to scare off the two people that you were looking forward to seeing the most ladies you mind at least joining us for dinner snow pokes her head from over one of the beams on the ceiling Zana reappears right next to Draken. Wow, I never thought I'd hear you ask that. Snow like warily peeks over the 
bed, what is that thing? The beam that she's on top of in the ceiling. And she just warily peeks over to the group. Uh, aren't the surprises over? There's no more surprises unless you count Grundle's surprise stew. Oh, don't, don't eat it. I already had a bite of that and my stomach is still gurgling. Uh, Snow then she light steps back down and her eyes are darting back and forth. Daring anyone to try and do a surprise. Anyone else? And she kind of like points around the room menacingly. As as menacingly as she can. Question mark. Zana elbows Snow. Goes over to Snow and elbows her a little bit. Can you believe that you, you've made Drake and miss you so much that he's actually asking us to dinner? Oh, I can believe it. I remember when he invited me down to his underground lair and we had dinner together there and just... She just pauses and realizes what she said. And she just has like this little sweat bead form as she realizes that, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. And she corrects herself. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's been time. Why don't you guys catch up and mingle before we have to actually get to work and decide what's going on with this guild? We do have a fancy new building. Thanks to me and my fund management while individuals are gone. We can house a lot more people, we can recruit many others, and we can take on more tasks than we ever have before. But we need guidance, and we need to know where we're going. But enough of that. Have fun for the evening. Eat, make merry, and catch up with friends. Odette leans over to S. So, I am deducing something from this scene. Draken has a harem. Does two people qualify as a harem? It is more than one, doesn't it? Technically, he has multiple. There is myself, there is this new girl over there, and then the other new girl. Why, and then... why do you think that you're a part of whatever that is? And he kind of just gestures. Because we're part of the same guild, technically you're in Draken's harem too. I, I don't think that this guild is just Draken's personal harem. If it was, he has very strange preferences, but I will say at least. <laughs> Wait, did, 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 did S message us in the yeah, group yeah, chat? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so, uh, Grog, I, I'm just confused about who this party is actually for, because there's there's that dark-haired lady, yep, and then there's yep. that dark-haired yeah, lady, they, they, they which that one has horns. Da, oh, that um, one does have horns. It's an astute observation. Uh, we're in sharp teeth. Um, well, I only... I only got one welcome back bouquet, so I, I didn't really... Oh, oh, that is awkward. I didn't get any bouquet, so you're already infinitely better than well, me. I, d- I, don't know, I don't know who to give it I, d- I don't know who did Well, I, I don't think either of them are expecting a bouquet, so just say it was for yourself and don't give anyone anything. As he oh. finishes that statement, Snow starts walking towards both Grog and Greg. Mm-hmm. Greg is starting to hand the bouquet to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll eat it. And Jerry's just nomming on flowers. Seeing Snow approaching, he um, whips back the bouquet back from Jerry, now slightly eaten. It's oh, like five uh, flowers missing. Uh, Snow, uh, um, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm, I'm Greg. I said that before. I'm nervous. She reaches her hand out for a firm handshake and smiles. Hi, uh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, well, my name is Snow, as you've already heard, since you're here for my surprise party. She glares over to Wilson, but then she looks back at Greg. But yes, I am the actual leader of this guild. I've been on a sort of hiatus 
sabbatical? I think actually sabbatical is the right term. Well, anyway, I'm back now and I'm here to lead this guild. And I'm here to be of service, if possible. So I've been told you've got glowing reviews. <laughs> and he uh, does little finger guns because, uh, as I remember, you illuminate a uh, glowing light around you. Yeah, she does. She currently is actually emanating this five-foot light around her body. Uh, but Greg, I'm going to say, probably would notice that she has a pair of very interesting earrings on. One is glowing this yellowish color on her right side. But on the left is a dark purple crystal. They're both equal in size and shape, but the one on the left is glowing, while the other one seems to be dormant. He may notice this, but he wouldn't he wouldn't mention it. Where have you been? Do you know how long it's been, Snow? She's definitely not been in the woods, because that's where I've been. Well, yeah, she hasn't been in the woods. She hasn't been in the desert. She hasn't been in the snow. She hasn't been in the mountains. Ironically, snow's not in the snow. That's really mind-boggling the more that you think about it. And you just see Crystal, who is currently stood on Grog's shoulders, is giving you an absolute mouthful. You once again see your three-foot-two halfling friend with short pink hair currently chastising you. She smiles at this, although she does kind of clear her throat awkwardly when she says she hasn't been in the forest. Um... Well, it's, it's been a thing. And besides, you you know I was on floor one with you, so there's no problem. We just saw each other. <laughs> I had to deal with the dramatic experience. I know. Of my favorite store closing. Oh, I thought you were talking about that thing that we just went through, but wait. What? No. It didn't, did it? Mm, delicioso. No. It's no longer in business. <laughs> Please don't tell me that's that lovely restaurant on the fifth floor. No, it's the onesie shop on floor one. They had a onesie shop. I still have my dinosaur onesie. And it closed. <sighs> no, am I supposed to get more? I only have 157. Greg is now just as devastated as Crystal <laughs> finding out there was a onesie shop and he never got to experience There's it. There's just these two women and this middle-aged man kind of huddled all together crying over the closing. Zana sees this, decides... Not it, right? It's fine. It, it's fine, Crystal. You can blame Draken for it closing. <laughs> that butt punching probably is his fault. No, it really is his fault. <laughs> it's not even a joke. What? Why? There's just no, no supply and demand. I demand supply. Oh, there, there. The supply was cut off. Um, beside that, uh, <sighs> she smiles again, wipes away the tears from her eyes. <sighs> but it really is good to see everyone again. And Grog, buddy! Oh, Snow, bring it in, buddy. Oh, Grog, I and miss Grog you, just too. gives you a big hug and just picks you up off the ground. Oh, Grog. Oh, Grog, you got me, too! Oh, God. Oh, no, oh, you oh buddy, can you let all three of us down here crushing my tiny ribs? Oh, ribs. Oh, oh, sorry, everybody. There you go. And he just sets you all down. Remind me for Christmas to get Grog some deodorant. What's that? <laughs> exactly, buddy. Dead rodents? No, 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 no. We want the light. Oh God. Either way, it's going not it's not gonna work the way we want it to. Okay. It's, um it's stinky go away stick. Ah, though I will say, Crystal, it is a lot of fun to have two guys fighting over you for a period of time. Very interesting. Ooh, this sounds like we're gonna have to have tea time sometime. Little black dress time? I still have my card. And she just pulls it out. 
Snow pulls out her card. Zana notices this. From across the room and just pulls out her card. I forgot I had this. S pulls out his... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Odette is looking in her inventory. I don't have one of these cards. What is this card? It seems to be a feminine thing. Odette walks over and is very indignant about this. So, what is this card? It is a magic item? Um, Snow just looks to Zana. Uh, Zana, you you want to explain this one? Uh, Zana, you see her swiftly put away a little wooden carving of a chicken. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the clock bucket chicken. Oh, gosh. She made it for Clyde to apologize. <laughs> Very powerful. <laughs> um, uh, Zana walks over. It's it's not a um, it's not like a magic item. It's just like a basically a gossip time card or something like. It, it's not it's not a magic item. It is the most holy and sacred artifact that we possess. But but, but how do I get one? Is it a legendary artifact? It is. Don't worry, you meet all the requirements. And Crystal just hands her dead a little black card. Hey. From across the room, there's just this scream. I hate the artifact! And she just sort of runs to S. Um, Zana would like to know where Clyde is located. Uh, Cl- well, she would have been keeping an eye on where he was, but, like, what is he currently doing? Uh, Clyde is currently in the corner with Galahan and Selena, and they seem to be and they seem to be conversing, and they are making their way currently over to Snow. Which Zana- is coincidentally also where Zana is. Zana fumbles around. For, for the, the chicken. For the chicken. <laughs> You practice this. You practice this. It's okay. Okay. Huzzah! Snow, it is so wonderful to see you. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good to to see you, Snow. Yeah, it's been so long. How's it going? Oh my gosh. It's like the whole gang's back together now. Plus, this, this old guy. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know if you're old, but you do have white hair. It's a, I am a little bit. I guess, but it's, it's not, no offense is taken. <sighs> Everybody in this area who she hasn't hugged, she does give a hug. She gives Clyde a deep hug and is like, Clyde, I missed your bread so much. It was so bad. No one knows how to make it like you. Oh, don't you worry. We got a five course spread for tonight. I made fried chicken. I made ice cream. If you forget, I do know how. I now know how 15 different recipes. I have three different types of bread prepared. I've got mac and cheese. I've got all, all the works. Um, Snow kind of glances back towards Zana. Uh, does she, are you, is she kind of like fumbling around with the chicken still? Yes. Snow gives him a pat on the back and just kind of whispers, I think you have someone that you need to talk to. And then she smiles at him before redirecting his body with her hands and just pushing him towards Zana. Oh! Uh, hey, Clyde! Uh, hello, everyone else. <clears throat> space? No, it's it's okay. I don't I don't need space. It's fine. I I'm can't just... breathe in space. <laughs> no, no, nobody. I think she means Greg, do, do they need the room. Greg, uh, notices the social cue and, and says, well, come on, girl. Let's go get some cake. And everyone kind of just goes off into their own little corners of the room, either entering the mess hall, the various uh, lounging areas, the library, which is also in here, or just a different corner of the dining room, while Zana is fumbling with this little wooden figurine in her hand. 
Um, I, I made this for you, I guess. It's an, it's an apology, chicken. What? Why are you here? <sighs> Look, I know we may have not ended things really clean cut, but I, I'm, I'm here to make amends. I'm here to be better. And I'm here because I only ran away because you guys were the best thing that happened in my life and I was afraid that I was going to mess it up. And because of that, I ended up messing up. But I've learned. I've taken a little bit of a little bit of therapy and I've done a little, you know, soul searching. And I I just I wanna make things right and I wanna be friends. She hands him she tries to hand him the chicken. Your hand's outstretched, and he looks contemplatively. You, you don't have to accept it. It's, it's okay. You and said in your letter that you were leaving to go find yourself. Did you succeed? Well, yes and no. I, I did find a bit of myself, but I also kind of realized that I left a little bit of myself here. Look, I'm not saying we go immediately back to how things were before, but I... I feel more lost without you guys around me than on my own. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. But um I just I don't want to be alone anymore. And I don't think I wanted to be alone to begin with. I was just too afraid of hurting the people that were around me, and which inevitably hurt you, thus the apology chicken. She's just awkwardly holding this chicken out to him the whole time. It's a little wooden chicken. Is it well made? It's it's roughly well made. Well, you... You have a few things, right? I don't think things will be able to return to the way they were. Ever. But I can accept your apology. I, I appreciate And that. he will take the chicken out of your hand. In doing so, Zana... Pats him on the back. So what have you been up to, baker boy? Been baking some stuff? Heard you got new recipes? You can make ice cream now? What? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you're depressed and alone in the woods, crying your heart out, um, sometimes the only way to fill that void left in your heart when you're stabbed in the back is to drown your sorrows in a pint of ice cream or a gallon or multiple gallons. So I had to figure out how to make that. <laughs> wow. When I was, uh... I had this a similar situation, but instead of ice cream, I, I turned to um, stabbing trees instead, which, you know, I was like, why don't I stab trees, but like with intention? And so I guess I got into like word carving a little bit. Yeah, it turned out really well. This looks like Henrietta. <laughs> I like hiding them around the forest and, uh, and pranking <laughs> other players. They all think it's part of some sort of side quest. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I went through a phase, um, and, uh, we're, we're here now. You weren't the only person who had to find a part of yourself. I'm glad. Why don't we join the rest of the others? Yeah, they, they, they kind of, like, Let's find everyone us. else. Yeah, and eventually, everyone does regather. Clyde lays out an absolutely massive buffet, and eventually, Galahan stands up for a toast. Oh, dead? has been staring at Galahan ever since she actually made eye contact, like, just contact with him. And she didn't realize that he was here until recently. Oh my god, there's... It is a hero! 
To those we have lost, to those that we have found, to friends, to family, let us gather tonight, rejoice, and regale ourselves in tales, so that on the morrow we may set out on a new adventure. Cheers. Cheers. Snow actually doesn't cheer. She kind of sits there. She's holding her drink in her hands, and she's just observing the guild and how everyone is sort of going about their business and just watching. Everyone seems excited and happy that you're all together in one place again. And maybe now that you are whole, you can begin moving forward. Wilson, being the closest to you, leans in and whispers into your ear. He has a concerned look on his face. Snow, are you okay? She looks up at him, seeing his concern, and she smiles, trying to make it look real enough, but she's smiling half-heartedly, and she looks him in the eyes. Yeah, these are the people I need to fight for. And she's saying this almost as if she's convincing herself. I just, I hope I'm up to the challenge. And she looks back down. I don't want to disappoint them again. You're not going to disappear again on us, are you? No, I'm not going to disappear again. Wasn't even on purpose the first time anyway, but that's beside the point. You know what might cheer you up? Why don't we go talk to some of our friends and see what they've been up to? (sighs) Sure. We can do that. And she finishes off whatever is in her cup before she places it solidly on the table and follows after Wilson. I will make a point to note that Greg has been avoiding Odette Mm. like the plague. I would imagine. All right, so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick uh, each one of your NPCs being Snow, Odette, and then Greg and Zana pick one other group of people that you would talk to. We'll have that conversation real quick, and then we will move on. So if there's anyone else that you wanted to talk to in any of those particular characters, if Odette would like to talk to Gallahan, if Snow would like to talk to anyone, if Greg or Zana would like to talk to anyone else. And Greg's just having a good time at the party. Odette wants to talk to Gallahan. She just... Whatever S is doing, she doesn't care. She gets up, she goes to Gallahan. Okay. There's just like this draw. Her eyes fixated on this... Man. Oh my god, this is a real legendary hero. Who am I with this in our time? You see, standing before you, a six foot two gentleman, broad shoulders, a towering man with a large smile and a deep, booming voice, clad in glistening white and gold armor, who even has a lion pelt slung around his shoulders, a sword at his side, and a shield in his hand. Um. Zana walks up next to Odette. <laughs> legendary hero, more like a legendary goody two-shoes. It doesn't matter. He is a legendary hero. Uh, uh, hello? Hola, senor. My name is Odette, and your name is what? Oh, pardon me, dear guildling. I did not see you there. My name is Galahan. You called her a guildling. That's adorable. Actually, Zana's going to comment on that. She, she takes a little bit of a sarcastic smile and goes, Guildling? A fledgling guild member, one who has not instantiated our ways. One whom I have not met before. I have never had the pleasure, madam. And he takes a small bow. Takes, she she pulls out her journal, takes some notes. You have no idea what she's writing in there, but she's like definitely writing, looking up and down. Yes, this is wonderful. Oh, 
so uh, have you ever been approached by a um do you have an assistant uh i cannot say that i have an assistant i have traveling companions and he gestures to selena and clyde she leers at them yes but do you have a arcanist by your side someone who can help you hone your legendary story she really just ditched us like that wow <laughs> <laughs> there is no rule that says I cannot do. Is there one and just flipping the pages? My legendary story, I mean, all tales that I can regale are certainly legendary and wonderful, only made deeper and more wonderful so by those compatriots at my side. Oh, tell me more. Zana backs away thinking Galahad has gotten a bit too into this role playing of his little hero character. Like it was it was bad before, but like it's full blown now. Like he he does I does he even know reality anymore? Does he even know where he's from? Does he even remember the real world? Zana slinks back and makes her um, makes her way towards Draken, but I will let uh, Odette finish her encounter first. Odette listens to some of the stories that he has to tell, uh, any of his most recent ventures that she can take notes of. And then she'll return to S afterwards. So, what was that? <laughs> what was what, legendary hero? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I like to think he's messaging this without breaking eye contact. <laughs> yeah, he literally is nice not looking at the keyboard at all. He's just staring Odette in the eyes. I feel like S would have gotten really good and accustomed to typing without taking his eyes away from things yet. I don't understand what your question is. I was talking with uh, the other guild member, the other legendary hero in your guild. Yeah, I heard the term legendary hero used and my name not associated with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> S's for shade. <laughs> Throwing shade. <laughs> this is amazing. Ooh, S's for sassy. <laughs> it just keeps expanding. S he needs his own side series. S's for side series. Ooh. I don't understand what the problem is. There can be more than one legendary hero. Is that what the prophecy says? know the prophecy. This is fine. I thought your goal was to find the legendary hero, singular, <gasps> and the legendary artifact. Alright, Ace, I'm sorry. I was lulled away by his brilliant light and handsome figure that was very much like, in, like the, the King Arthur in the legends and stories. I am sorry, Ace. Are you trying to say I don't have a handsome figure? She looks him up and down and thinks about this for a second. I mean, you're wearing very thick clothes. It's very difficult to tell. You are very, like, you are in the darkness, so it's hard to see you at times. That was mildly intentional. Hey. I hope S isn't going to show her her figure or else <laughs> S is going to stand for seduce. Seducer. Seduction. <laughs> you know, with this conversation is going in a very strange Direction, legendary hero. It, it is fine. There is, there's probably no rule against having two heroes. And she's looking very ashamed and embarrassed right now. And the two of you keep bickering off in the corner as the night progresses. And Zana is approaching Draken. So? Yeah. 
taking things over while snow was gone? You can thank me later, yeah. Or you can thank me now. Either way. Yeah, thanks. Well, if there's anybody that has information, it's you. I've heard of some strange things going on on floor 15, and they have me really concerned. There are a lot of strange things going on on numerous floors. I was going to fill people in anyways when we started talking about like business and like where we're going and what we're doing and okay. how we're going to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. You can you can tone it back with the you know monotone sass. Is there anything in particular you were looking for? Well, I've heard of a city called Aravendum. Haven't had the yet pleasure of visiting it, but what I've heard is not exactly uh, how shall we say? I don't know. I don't know how we say it. <laughs> Sonic is like, it should be awkward pause. Not exactly comforting. Well, I can at least tell you that half of the rumors aren't true, but the other half is probably worse than you know. Crap. Floor 15 is an absolute wasteland, except for these small blips of civilization which have managed to somehow survive. Some have come significantly further than others, but there certainly is a cost to it. Yeah. Did you hear about that party member of the guild that 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 died? Like, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, don't think of me a cold bastard. Though I am. She got eaten by a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean she got eaten by a handbag? Long oh story. Gosh. Message sour Daniel sometime. Oh man, Daniel, it's been a hot minute. How could you know? He's so antisocial. I'm not surprised he didn't show up. Yeah, pretty sure he's working on a clock. On a clock. Yeah, clock. That is tragic, though. Um, I am concerned about how many player deaths I've been hearing about. It seems that even at floor 15, because I know nobody's gotten to floor 20 yet, even at floor 15, the, the death toll seems to be going up in a increasing and concerning amount. Well, yeah, a lot of people are trying to make progress. Interestingly enough, though, there's been a really big spike of deaths in the 10th floor, too. It's not just the 15th floor. Though a lot of people are getting caught off guard by the wilderness as it is kind of harsh and a number of people are stupid and going in unprepared for fights that they should not be taking. Well, I don't know which way you want to proceed with the guild. I would just say, let's try and make sure no more people die. I I unfortunately had to witness some real uh, stuff. Well, none of that's up to me. That would all be up to our dear leader. And Draken gestures over to Snow. Do you really think that she's going to be able to handle this well? She's been gone for I don't know how long after I left, but it seems like she was gone for a while and you took over things, if I'm correct. And now she's back. I don't know if she would be ready to handle that many people at once. And I don't want anybody else dying. Draken pauses thoughtfully, and then as his facial expression softens, he responds. You know, that's a reasonable concern, but after what she's been through, I can definitely say that there's no better person for the job. Wow, high praise coming from a cynic like yourself. Maybe that's just because I don't feel like dealing with all you people anymore. Aww, I thought you liked us. And the evening goes by. For quite some time, everyone telling their tall tales, some more fantasy than reality, even in such a fantastical game where almost anything is capable. 
Everyone enjoys their five-course meal and merriment. There was actually multiple cakes in the back room. Grog did not eat all of them. Amazing. And Clyde served out 15 different flavors of ice cream before the evening begins coming to a close. Snow actually departs from the party prior before everyone else, but she does send out a message. Saying? Hey, everyone. Let's meet tomorrow morning in the main guild hall. We've got some things to discuss, get this literal party started in a manner of speaking. Uh, let's say 9.30 on the dot. There's gonna be another party tomorrow. Is there more cake? Greg, <laughs> Greg looks to Grog. Well, there might be some cake for you. Oh, yes, I love cake for breakfast. Greg will make a special effort to bring a cake just for Grog. And with that, the evening's festivities come to a close. Some much-needed rest and relaxation, recuperating with a bunch of warm, fuzzy feelings, knowing that everyone is back together. And the only way to move now is forward. Except for Elias. Except for Elias. <laughs> well, listen. She's here. She's in, in a, spirit. In, a somewhere. <laughs> in spirit, literally. Uh. But I'm bumped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a player, I do think it is really funny that, like, that she got eaten by a bag. Like, that's, like, no that's one else how has our died first, yet. That's how our first character death happened. Yeah. It, it, she just got eaten by a bag. You, you fought demons and, like, Viking warriors. Went through, like, an entire, like, temple of doom. First a person who dies. Yeah, ever the first person to die, it's a handbag. It's a bag. And... Per Snow's message, everyone does eventually respond or doesn't, but nonetheless, they are all present tomorrow in the main guild hall. Did you have an idea of where they would be meeting? In the oh, guild yeah. Hall? So remember, so in the front of the guild hall, there is technically the quest board. There's yeah. also a set of stairs that are directly in front of it leading up. She would totally yeah. be at the top of the stairs, just kind of waiting for everybody to like file in below. Okay. Since, yeah. you know, it's yeah, everyone, m- Most everyone is actually now staying in the barracks. And they all make their way in early in the morning and are kind of standing in the main foyer at the base of the stairs next to the quest board, where Snow is standing overlooking them on the balcony of the second floor. You hear a whisper from behind you. Hi, Snow. Uh-huh. She's looking down at a watch that is not there on her wrist, obviously. Like, it's very much not, but she's uh-huh. she's got to look busy. It's half past freckle o'clock. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, Zana... Go downstairs. You're uh, ruining my entrance. Like, uh, super dude, important. they can't even see me. Presentation! Yeah, well, now it looks like you're just talking to yourself. Well, I always look like I'm talking to myself. Is that really a problem? Hmm. I was gonna say, your manor doesn't have a pool. What? Why don't you have a pool? Why would I need a pool? Um, why wouldn't you need a pool? I have a pool in my manor. <sighs> she sighs. Anyway. Yeah, it's cool. All right, and it looks like everyone's here... Draken, being prompt as always, literally has been standing in the corner staring and waiting. Oh, stop it. She just like gives him the hand signal, like, no, like calm down. And he just gives you with one with his left hand, he just gives you a thumbs up. But still continues staring at you and then recrosses his arms. Alright. Zana is still invisible, but she's sitting on the the steps railing, waiting for you to start. Okay, despite the fact that Zana does not look like she is here, she is currently present, and I feel like everyone is here. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's math amount, people. That doesn't matter so much. Okay. I <sighs> can't count that high. <laughs> All right, Grog. Crystal, help him out here. Don't worry, Snow. Everyone's present. 
Perfect. Okay, so let's see. Mine is Daniel and Sal, of course. Uh, I actually talked with them last night. It seems like Sal is working on member recruitment. I do not know how well that is going. Because uh, it seems like Draken is the one that's recruited everybody so far. So whatever Sal is actually doing, we have no idea. Um, last time I heard he was with the Knights of the Bleeding Heart. Is he starting a new band? No, but that's a pretty metal name. Ugh, reminds me of a certain group. What was it? Epitaph and the Fourth Seal. Collective sigh, everybody. <sighs> there we go. That's how it's supposed to be. Perfect. I don't know who that is. I don't even understand. Wait, <gasps> hold on a second. Do no, not forget, know. smite them on sight. Right. That 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 is true. Um, so we're in a sort of weird situation. Remember how, guys, we are the antithesis of darkness. <laughs> Dragon just lets out an audible laugh from the corner. Everyone. Kind of just turns and stares at him. Everyone, yeah. But just just everyone. As you all know, somehow Draken was my stand-in for leader. That's because my right hand in command um, failed to take over. But we won't hold that against him. Maybe. You know, I had to go out and find you. You know, me, your right-hand man. Not like Draken was any help. We've been over this. I did more than you. Ladies, please stop bickering. But to address the elephant in the room, I do want to apologize to all of you. She takes her hand and kind of rubs it behind the back of her head, seeming to consider what to say next, as I am struggling to do. I'm really sorry for leaving you all for so long, and I can always use the excuse that there were circumstances beyond my control, but the fact is, I let you all down. But I'm going to do better, and I'm going to do my best to be a leader that you all can rely on. I don't really want to talk too much about where I was or what happened. At least not right now. For now, we need to focus on the here and now. So, we need to start making progress. And we need to figure out how we're getting out of this game. And as always, the only way we know how right now is to continue advancing forward. What information have we gathered about the uh, floor 15 or potential exits to the floor? Anybody have an information? Well, I have... Uh, <laughs> it's not a will dissipate the uh, uh, invisibility and well I have some information but I'm not quite sure how accurate about floor 15 and how they can supposedly read your mind and your information I think uh, this city of Araveldum would probably be our first step into looking into what's going on I think and this is just personal you know, speculation. But if they have a way to get into the nerve gear to read our minds, they might have a way to get out. Not sure I followed the entire thought process there, but I agree. I think Aravelldom is where we need to focus a lot of our efforts. But I will say, we have grown a lot. There are a number of new faces, um, surprisingly. Greg smiles and waves. Hi, Greg and Odette. I realized I did not introduce myself last night. It's nice to meet you. Um, but yes, we really should probably consider about uh, dividing and conquering. So, let's see. We need a main strike force and several side parties to continue gathering whether or not it is guild funds to help fund the main party or uh, also to aid the main party in accomplishing some of the menial tasks that help us to advance through the main quests on this next floor. So the real question is, 
Who's part of my strike squad and who's part of my side squads? Zana goes, oh, I'm on strike. And Greg very quietly says to the person next to him, I, th- I think I'm okay on the side, actually. Yeah, it's generally where I tend to be, too. It's a lot more calm and peaceful there. Well, yeah, yeah. That means I'll have a friend on the side squad. Yep, no one's been eaten by a handbag on the side squad yet. Oh. All right, then. Sounds like it'll be Zana and myself. And who else are we taking? I mean, Snow. You know I'm not leaving your side. And Wilson. That's right. That was contingent upon return, I understand. I will go wherever the need beckons me. Uh, should I talk oh, with uh, the poison eater thing? There was something about that on floor 15. There's this, uh, uh vi- Oh, yes. Oh, by the way, uh, Draken, you are interested in the poison eaters. Wait, you actually found them? Yes, they're on floor 15. They, they exist? Yes, they're a small village on floor 15, and they are very... Apparently, they worship like a snake god. Uh-huh. Yes, and they're known to create, as well as eat poisons... Uh, but they generally eat these as a, like a delicacy. But they derive the nutrients from the poisons. Yeah, I can't tell if she should or shouldn't go to the 15th floor. What? Well, um, so to f- fill you all in, everybody, seeing as I was guild leader for the longest time, the 15th floor, and specifically the city of Erveldum, as Zana so aptly put it, has been struggling recently with a large-scale snake infestation. The individuals in question, which Odette just mentioned, the poison eaters, sound as if they worship a snake god, which I can only assume, since it's on the 15th floor, would be the Giftig Anguis. Oh yeah! Those little, those, well, not little, those big totem guys that Den was talking about. Uh, can, hold on. Why are we interested in these poison eaters? What's, what's going on with those? Draken, Explain. Oh, I don't remember, actually. That was like an Odette fever dream. She was uh, mentioning finding no, them or something. We had to go find this dude at one point, and he was, like, unconscious. We rescued him. He was very handsome, and what is that? Um... She's referring to Den Snow. Wait, you guys found Den? Yeah, we we had to re-find him. He was kind of trapped. Well, no wonder I couldn't find him on the 15th floor. But anyway, apparently this guy was poisoned, and so we needed a poison eater to remove the poison. We didn't need that, just clarifying his poison was removed other ways. Yeah, I was gonna say, I just saw him not that long ago. Huh. Anyways, yeah, so besides uh, that fact, uh, um... Yeah, Drake, and you and I can have a conversation later. Uh, so, yeah, Odette apparently found this people called the Poison Eaters, who presumably worship the Giftig Anguis, which is one of the six primordial pillars of the 15th floor. And do we need to defeat these things to... Advance or something? Um, not from my knowledge. However, comma, uh, I think the way out definitely pertains to the city of Erveldum, and getting some clout in Erveldum would be nice, and they're currently dealing with a very large, literally, snake problem. I have just one question. What is clout? Someone explain to the boomer what lingo is. Well, I know what limbo is. It's a party game. Oh, God, Jesus. All right, well, let's not worry too much about the definitions of clout here. Uh, Obviously, he doesn't have much himself. Besides that, guys, okay. If that's the case, I think the Strike Squad needs to focus on dealing with whatever's going on in the city. Meanwhile, I mean, if it's the Snake people, or Gifty Ganguis, who's causing problems in the city, and there are these people that worship the Snake God, what if, uh... 
One of our side teams goes out to try to find these people. Maybe they can find some weaknesses or maybe a way to calm this being. Well, I'm normally really good with animals, so I could try and do that. And me and Clyde have explored a lot of the 15th floor. So um, maybe if we go with Odette... Be fantastic. I have seen some of the things that you have summoned. The, the monkey was very cute last night. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was very cute. Yes. You're not still upset, are you? I'm fine. <laughs> Nothing's the matter here. Someone a little. S is for salty. <laughs> he really is. Oh, splendid. We shall all travel as a party together. Oh, yes. Uh, you see, that is fine. I know. I assume that, like, some people are staying here at, at quote-unquote base? I mean, we're definitely going to need some people to, as Draken's been saying, get funds for the guild. Draken, you're coming with Strike Squad initially. Excuse me? Yeah. Really? Uh, fine. I guess she needs paperwork anyways. Yeah. Wait, are you gesturing to me? Yes, I'm gesturing to you. Why do I need paperwork? <sighs> uh, you want to get into the city, don't you? Stefan! Uh, yes, who the oh, heck is oh, Stefan? You haven't met Stefan yet. Okay. Oh, you're going to love him. Draken. I felt like that was said with sarcasm, and now I am a little bit... Uh, I don't like the way your eyes lit up when you said that. You you looked genuinely enthused about something. Um, okay, quick question. Um, I am very strong, but ironically enough, I do not know how to swim. And, um... <laughs> Don't, don't worry, guys. This is relevant information. I think what Grog is trying to say is if you didn't keep updated, the town of Yenemut no longer exists. Wait, what? What happened to... Wait, my bread rolls! Yeah, yeah, no, he's probably dead. What happened to Yenemut? Not the cute little baker boy. Oh, he looked like Wilson. It was really funny. What happened to Yenemut? Oh, goodness. Does no one pay attention to the expedited event quests? Well, well, Draken, I haven't been around to pay attention, so... You're not the only person in the guilds, though. God, Draken. Honestly, I thought they were, like, an optional thing that we could just ignore, and most of them seemed, like, kind of boring, and... Yeah, they are an optional thing that you absolutely should not ignore, because they actually tell you what's going on in the world. Oh, is this a problem? Won't they just respawn at this point? Interestingly enough, no! Oh, that is a new mechanic. That is very interesting. Uh, yeah, so me and Grog were kind of checking that out, um, along with a bunch of other people, because the reward is actually really, really nice. Um, you actually get a permanent 50% off all shops on the floor. Uh, you get a title in the town as well as a plot of land, 10,000 gold up front, and, uh, though, I mean, this doesn't seem to be a problem seeing as we already, like, a lot of us are duchesses and dukes and everything, you do get an audience before the queen if you've never had it before, which is kind of cool. I haven't seen her for a while, and she's really pretty. Anyways, point being is that, yeah, all of the people in Yenemut disappeared, it's abandoned now, and everyone has not been found and is presumed dead. Not only that... But whenever we went there exploring, there were a couple of other guilds also in the area. Specifically, there were a number of people from Perdita. Perdita? I don't know how it's pronounced. Odette would probably have a better time pronouncing that. Perdita? The the point being is they were looking for a number of players who have also gone missing in the area. There's a lot of rumor about dead bodies washing up on the shore. And yeah, Grog doesn't know how to swim. That's what he was talking about. He was kind of scared of drowning. So we had to leave. Oh. 
Well, that's concerning. If there's a town causing player deaths, uh, that would definitely be something we should probably investigate. Or maybe not, so none of our players die. No, we really should have somebody in our group look into it. We really do need to continue advancing. <sighs> uh, well, uh, I, I don't know how helpful it would be, but uh, I do know the surrounding areas around uh, Yenemut and, uh, and and stuff like that. Um, especially like you know, Yenemut and Loonka and, well, what was Loonka? Greg, why don't you assemble your own team? I want you to take a look into it. See what you can find out, and if you're able to help, do so. Oh. Uh, Greg kind of points to himself. Uh, okay. You got this, buddy. I believe in you. And Greg. You get a very firm pat on the Greg back. Greg salutes to Snow, because he doesn't know what else to do. He goes, oh, you got it, uh, Captain, leader. Once I'm done getting Sana her paperwork, I'll double back and make sure everything's okay with Greg. Grog, you can go to Oryx first swim school. Congratulations. There's this mechanic called retraining your skill ranks. It's not that big of a deal. It'll take you four days tops. So me, Grog, Crystal, and Greg can look into this. I'll try and see if I can find you a replacement, Snow, if you really need more people. Fine. We can reach out to Sal or Daniel and see if they've met anyone. Well, um, I've met uh, quite a few people on i mean that works everyone reach out to your contacts if there's anyone you know looking to join let us know well worst case scenario we can always grab one of our powerful npc friends mm. Ooh, oh mr miata that's uh, oh well i am quite a uh, good compatriots with dorian at the castle we uh we went on a little bro bonding trip I do not think the queen is going to lend her right-hand man to me. Not like that. Uh, Dorian is his own person? He's a, he, I, hope, I do hope you know that he has his own thoughts and feelings. That's fine. But when a queen gives orders, a queen's orders must be obeyed. That, that is true. Speaking of which, I need to go check in with her majesty. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen the queen. Right, so... I guess everyone is dismissed. I have some things I need to attend to. Strike party, we will meet again tomorrow. Here, in the morning. With pancakes. What? You didn't tell me strike party gets pancakes. I'm sorry, Grog. Don't worry. Strike party B will also get pancakes. Tomorrow and tonight. Who's making these? I mean, hey, I am the cook here. Aren't you on strike party A? Wait, am I? Yeah, you're on A. Oh, sorry, guys. No pancakes tonight. Maybe tomorrow, though. Oh. Oh, <gasps> I get pancakes? I love pancakes. Odette just starts saying as she walks out of the room, tailing directly behind Galahan, observing him and his grand figure, while also awkwardly looking back and forth at S. I like pancakes, too, you know. Oh, that's great, legendary hero C. It is fine. Everything is fine. There are pancakes. There are two legendary heroes. I see. Everyone is dispersing, making their way. And you notice that Draken is getting ready to walk out the door. Draken, wait a minute. I need to talk with you. Me? Yeah. Come on. Uh, fine. She gestures for him to follow her upstairs. Draken begins making his way up the staircase, but at the same time you notice that Wilson is doing likewise and that he is not left with the rest of the group. <sighs> Wilson. Yeah? You don't need to come. What? 
What do you mean? I'm the second in command. I am your right hand. This is a private conversation. So why can't it happen in, like, the study? Why does it gotta be upstairs? There's a study upstairs. I'm watching you, Wazowski. And Wilson just, like, points two fingers over at Draken. Yeah, oh, okay, bud, you you keep that up. She smirks a little bit. Besides, I mean, he's lover one, you're lover two, you know, that whole spiel. And she just quickly walks up the stairs. Draken pats Wilson on the head and then continues ascending. As he's kind of just standing there, lost. In the woods. Still, he slowly descends. And Draken meets you upstairs per your request. <sighs> she goes into the nearby study and closes the door behind them after they're both kind of situated in there. Your right hand's going to get the wrong idea. That's fine. He really needs to um, let go a little bit. Let me take flight. Yeah. Get a little clingy, not letting the bird leave the nest. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, I just, I had a few questions, and I think you probably have a good number of the answers. Yeah, I'd try to. Yeah, well, tea? Coffee? Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. I do have an espresso machine here for some reason. You have a what? Oh, I thought you put this here since you were leading the guild I've for I've been a while. using it. I honestly have no recollection of whose it is. Interesting. It's probably Clyde's then. Then why was it... It looked like you were sleeping in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sleep deprivation will do that to you. You forget a lot of things and you sleep in random places. That that would explain... I, I think this espresso machine is yours. Th- this just seems like a you thing, but... Uh. I don't know if I own it, but I'm definitely the person who uses it the most. Great. Take a seat, Draken. Draken. I'm gonna need like nine more cups of cappuccino to get through this conversation if it takes any longer. Get me one. Uh, Eleven cups of cappuccino later. You've had one, Draken's had ten, and he's finally sitting in a chair just with his foot like tapping very rapidly. We need... Can you stop tapping your foot so fast? No, I really can't. You're making me nervous. Well, listen, you're making me nervous by not asking questions. Hurry up so I can leave. Go to sleep. How long has it been since you slept? Too long. You know how hard it is? Have you ever tried to put monkeys in a barrel? They go out of the barrel very easily. It's like putting cats in bags. Greased pigs. Catching a chicken. There was Rocky montage music the entire time I was leading the guild. I had Grundle sing it to me. I'm... Oh... Grundle's the small man, right? Yeah, he's not very good at singing. I'm sorry. If I was around, I could have sang for you, but I'm not well, sure. Well, you weren't. Anyways, what are your questions? I think we need to figure out what is our relationship. And I mean by the guild relationship. Uh-huh. I know what our relationship is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Question mark. Um, I'm very confused. Aren't you the leader of Dark Guild? Uh-huh. So why are you still here? Uh-huh. That's not an answer, Draken. No, that really isn't. Um, well, you see, uh, Dark Guild has a stigma, believe it or not. Um, and it is becoming increasingly more difficult to work with other people when there's a growing stigma around your group. So expansion and team cooperation isn't really our strong suit. Meaning, if I made allies with people in the Odd Guild, not only would I then 
be able to party with the Odd Guild with some of my other members if need be. For example, S and Odette are getting along swimmingly, I think. Yeah, I... Uh, how is that going exactly? You, no, never mind, never mind. That, that's none of my business. And if I needed to, I can just use the Odd Guild's moniker to party up with other players because other guilds are now getting significantly further ahead of us on the other floors. Uh, it's that bad since I've been gone? Three months. I'm sorry. I really... That is almost the exact amount of time that we had already been playing the game you have then been absent for. She's sitting behind this lovely oak desk and she actually looks very professional right now more so than she ever has and she just takes both of her hands in a very boss-like pose and puts her head kind of just beneath them as she rests her forehead against her hands i think what i'm trying to get at here is do you want to unite the guilds dark guild the antithesis of darkness you could be a sect i don't know listen isn't there... If anything, you'd be a sect. If anything, I think I'm a great representation of this right now. She points to the earrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no qualm. Ugh. We don't need to join the guilds. We, you know, There's a mechanic in the game called alliances. Sure. So we have our individual guilds that are just allied. Yeah, but if you're just allied... How can I trust you to not pull out and stab me in the back? If I'm just in your guild, how can you trust me to not just pull out and stab you in the back? Because your pull-out game isn't very strong. <laughs> if you can't trust me, why would you want me a part of your guild? The only reason you're asking is because you're you hot. do trust me. Oh. <laughs> Thought someone actually appreciated the work I did for once. I'm, I'm joking. That was an absolute joke. Uh -huh. This is this is. You know, maybe I'll just go ask Untitled Goose Guild. What? Yeah, I know. It's surprising. They're further than you. I hadn't even heard of them until, like, a month ago. I can't... Okay, listen, I'm sorry. I, I can't even blame you for the fact that my guild is so far behind, but what were you doing? What do you mean, what was I doing? Clyde, shambles. Wilson, worse shambles. Half the guild looking for you, the other half the guild new recruits who were aimlessly starting a civil war on the 10th floor. Do you know how hard it is to skin a cat? Do you know how hard it is to lead this group? Yeah, that's why I don't want to do it. Yeah. <sighs> we're very ragtag. I, I know. I'm surprised that we got as far as we have with what we had, but... I definitely can tell our group has stagnated in growth. And that's why I was saying we could become allies. Well, not allies. We could just unite the guilds. Isn't there, like, some kind of boon or benefit for having larger guilds, like, of 50 members or more? I mean, technically, whenever you buy guild hall residencies, like, they are physically larger, yes, but they also cost more. So, I mean, just have two different guilds and buy two different residencies. It's only slightly cheaper if you combine them. But I was also talking about, like, there's some kind of, like, in-game perk that I saw about this. In-passing lore, all right? I, it, there could have been some kind of... Was, there could have been a game update for all I know. There could have been anything that happened. I just... I don't know. So I'm assuming you're uh, sticking around for a while? I'll be around. Well, I mean, you're going with us to 415 for a little bit, which is appreciated. Like I said... Progression has been 
increasingly more difficult. My guild has not been able to do it on our own. Other guilds are also beginning to stagnate. The only way I can see moving forward is if we work together, but no one is willing to do that. I'm hoping that you will maybe be able to break that. Hmm. Convince people that we need to join forces. A marriage of convenience. Uh, she nods, thinking that this makes perfect... It makes sense. A polygamous, but, like, nine-way marriage between multiple different races and genders? What? Yeah, there's like ten other guilds on the 15th floor now. I, I was talking... Uh, so wait, you want to ally with all the other guilds? At least a couple of them. Well, who are you suggesting? I mean, Mercy's a strong candidate. The Eastland Raiders have gotten pretty far. I know you're not a big fan of the fourth seal, but... Uh, they... She pulls up her menu and starts going through the list of guilds. And you do see um, a good number of them. Though, as Draken is listing off a bunch of names, you see that all of these names that he's listing fall inside the top ten. You see Mercy, the fourth seal, Eastland Raiders, Untitled Goose Guild, M.M. Yo... <laughs> She just starts, she actually starts laughing. Oh my god, these are terrible. A.A.? Knights of the Bleeding Heart, Arcanists Anonymous, Epitaph, The Phoenix Feathers, and Perdita. I have no problem becoming allies with another guild. And she smiles as she looks at the Eastland Raiders, thinking back to fond memories from Floor 5, and then also of a recent friend that she has made, killed. Hmm. What a nice NPC, she mutters, and then she looks back at Draken. I'm assuming then you've been having trouble making allies with the rest of these guilds? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, buying out all the health potions on the early floor really seemed to stigmatize us. Oh, I wonder why. I will say we had a competitive edge for the first four months. I thought Full you said we were, only game this, we were only in the game for three months. No. We've been in the game for six months. You played for three months and then were gone for three months. I see. And up until recently, your guild and my guild have been the most advanced out of all of them. Though due to recent events and also hitting brick walls, we've not been able to make much progress. What walls are you hitting? Supply chains are constantly being disrupted. The most inhabited floors are currently the first and fifth floor, not surprisingly. Mostly the fifth floor at this point is where a lot of people have begun to congregate. The tenth floor is very dangerous to traverse. There's no good stomping point between the entrance and the exit. Uh, you have Castle Rimidolv all the way closer towards the exit, but vampires are somewhat on guard and, as you know, aren't very welcoming for people to just come and go through the Queen's Garden. And the town of Yenomut, as you heard, no longer exists. At least, not in the way it used to. Again, this would probably... I don't know how exactly the game mechanic works, but if we're having trouble getting to the tree of Anuxaruk, then, I mean, since my guild already has a number of dukes and duchesses, I mean, wouldn't becoming part of our guild be smarter then? Since you would have... Well, pretty much anybody would have more free passage... The stopping point would be appreciated, but, again, that doesn't get us through the largest issue. I mean, if you can get supplies and rations all the way up to the 15th floor, 
We're still unsure of where the exit is. We're anywhere by the developed land. Nothing's become apparent yet. And where, regarding the wilderness, it is almost impossible to traverse for long periods of time. My suspicion is that it has something to do with these rampaging nature spirits. But I'm not sure which one. Is it all of them? There's so many questions, and Erveldum honestly is not making anything easier. A place is like a fortress, and it is increasingly difficult to move large number of individuals through. They were okay with one or two nomads wandering through. Once you start having a couple hundred people showing up out of nowhere, their government's starting to ask questions. Especially because some of these people are starting to make a ruckus. Well, I know I'm probably not welcome back there. <laughs> she chuckles and looks dejected, but adjusts herself. I mean, we could try and establish our own settlement up there. Um, didn't... I don't know if you've really interacted with Den based on things, but there's this native guy, Den. Yeah, yeah, I'm well yeah. aware, acquainted with Den. Loki saved his life. He's very grateful. All right. Den desperately wishes to return, but has a complicated set of circumstances. Dare I ask what those circumstances are? Well, I mean, that sounded like a question, so I think you did dare to? Oh, I'm glad you're able to pick up on my social cues. Wink. She doesn't say wink. She, <laughs> she winks at him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, let's just say that Den bears a great burden that he cannot give up. But because he must carry it, he is hunted. Fifteenth floor is not safe for him. Not anymore. And it presumably won't be until we find the exit to the floor. And can move past it. Well, I mean, I guess that's what we're going to be doing when we're there. So, I'd like to ask you more about Den, but I guess I can save that for later. I know you have sleep to get to. Yeah, I could only down like three more cappuccinos before not even that will keep me conscious. She smiles at him and she seems to have something else she wants to say and she hesitates for a moment. But she seems to be thinking very deep in thought on whether or not she should ask. Well, if that's it, princess, I'll be headed to bed. And he begins to stand up and walk out of the room. Why did you say those things? About why I went missing? What? You're gonna have to be significantly more specific. Like I said, when sleep-deprived, my memory isn't the greatest. Well, you know, when your memories are gone, your memory isn't the greatest either, but... Do you remember what you said to Wilson back in the tavern? Oh, uh, yeah. I just, we barely know each other, and yet you acted as though you knew me better than I knew myself. I just, I want to know why. Because here I've spent so much more time with Wilson, and yet you got something that a friend who knew me should have gotten, and yet he didn't. Well, maybe that's just the difference between sympathy and empathy. And on that note, Raken walks out and closes the door behind him. She looks very dissatisfied with that answer. But she stands up, opens the door. And you see Draken walking slowly down the hall. Right. I guess I'll go and check in with the queen then. 
And I think that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thanks for listening, Foundlings. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening app and follow us on social media. That's Twitter and Instagram at RollFound to get updates on giveaways, new episode releases, and more. And feel free to join us on our Discord so you can interact with us, the podcast members, directly and tell us all of your favorite moments and conspiracy theories about the show. If you want to help support the podcast and get access to exclusive bonus content and early releases of episodes, please make sure to become a member of our Patreon. And special thank you to our longtime supporter, Jason. And last but not least, a huge shout out and thank you to Ivan Dutch, Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfie, and Monument Studios for providing music and ambiance for today's session. Well, that's all I have for you till next time, so stay tuned. Bye! Bye, guys! Bye!